Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. Just after 12 noon, and I'm AWOD, and I am back here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Thanks to all the listeners who reached out last week asking, where's AWOD? Why are we listening to Jim Rome? I do appreciate the support. It means a lot, and uh, it feels good to be back here today at Capitol Ale House. So last Monday, I was here at Capitol Ale House, and I did the show, and I was started to really sweat during the show. It was heating up. I was getting hot, uh, but I made it through three hours, went home, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just sleep away the rest of my Monday, hoping everything would be better. On Tuesday, I woke up, and I couldn't move, literally. was stuck in bed uh, with the shivers, freezing cold, would take a shower, and then I'd be extremely hot, overheating, and then I'd get back in bed. Next thing I knew, I was freezing cold again. I couldn't go to work. So that was the end of my Tuesday. Wednesday, it was a lot of vomiting every time I tried to eat or drink anything. Nothing would stay in my body all day Wednesday. I was just rolling around my bed, not having the energy to do anything except for go to the fridge and get more water, and then I'd drink that water and then go right to the bathroom, and it was coming back up, and I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. I was totally ill, and I started coughing and coughing and coughing so much so that blood started coming in out of my chest and my and my lungs because oh. I was coughing so much. I was just dying. I couldn't hold anything down. Uh, and it was just three straight days, basically, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, of not eating or drinking anything. And I'm feeling like, my goodness, what am I at the end of the road here? What is <laughs> going on? And so I knew that I was seeking an IV. So I went to... The emergency room. Got a friend to drop me off at the emergency room, and that IV did change my life. The problem was that it took three hours basically to find it. They could not find a vein in my arm to save my life because I was so darn dehydrated from not having eaten or drank anything in 72 hours. Not even chicken noodle soup. Couldn't even hold that down. So every time I ate, it would come back up. And so at the hospital, they stuck two in my arms, two in my wrist, hurt like a bitch, oh my goodness, but it saved me, and I was in there for about four hours, I went through three different liquid IV bags, basically, uh, getting the drip straight into my bloodstream there, they gave me a few other pills, medicine to help me stop feeling nauseous and fix my headache, and um, so I got out of there uh, Wednesday, probably 1 a.m., Thursday, I was finally able to sleep. That was the most frustrating thing about this. You're thinking, oh, it's a vacation. You're home from work. You'll just sleep and feel like a baby. I could not sleep for more than 45 minutes because my body ached so much, and I'd wake up sweating, or I'd wake up shivering, or I'd wake up and have to go to the bathroom over and over and over again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday afternoon, I started to feel a lot better. Friday, started feeling like myself again, slowly regaining strength. Then Saturday, I slept all day Saturday. Sunday, woke up, was almost back to normal, was able to work the VCU game yesterday, and now I'm back here on a Monday seven days later. And I'll tell you, I will never take my health for granted again. I missed so many little things, like just going to get a cup of coffee, going to take a shower without feeling like I'm going to fall over in the bathtub. So many simple things, and so now that I've got my strength again, I'm 
could try to never get that sick again because, Stub, it was miserable. I was gone for an entire week. What did you do for the entire week here? Uh, you know, I did I did a little bit of MP show, did some yep. guest appearances for him, did some behind-the-scenes work. Uh, not not too much I could do without you, though. No, no. Uh, you definitely uh, <laughs> were on your own for a couple of days there, and uh, I got to treat my body better now. I mean, I, I don't know how I'd do this, but got to listen to my mind, eat healthier, live healthier, be healthier. But uh, what's so funny and ironic is last Sunday – I was with a bunch of my friends, all right? We were watching the NFL, and I said, I'm having the best weekend of my life. I don't want this weekend to end. I don't want to have to go to work the next week. You know what? I got my wish because I had the whole week off for what I'm calling an illcation, not a vacation. It was an illcation. I was sick all week. Never again will I wish for this. Never again. It was miserable. I did not sleep. I did not eat. I did not drink. Everyone's thinking, oh, you probably watched a million Christmas movies. Well, I did watch a million Christmas movies, but I had a headache the whole time, so I really couldn't even enjoy them. Um, so it was just so frustrating. I was down. I was down bad. If you haven't seen it, I posted the picture of me at the hospital on Wednesday night at AWOD Radio and at 910 The Fan. If you want to uh, give me a follow, if you want to chime in, if you've ever felt that ill, give me your story, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. The doctor was like, Looking at my charts, he was like, you're 30. You look like you're 60 right now. You're completely pale. Uh, you look like you've gone through hell and back five different times. And I said, yeah, I have. I haven't been able to eat or drink anything for 72 hours. So with that being said, it was a wild week. And it was also a wild sports weekend. Shohei Otani finds a new home. Oh, let me check my notes. Oh, still in L.A. LeBron wins a trophy. Let me check my notes. Oh, does that even count as a trophy? Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Let me check my notes. LSU still not involved in the college football playoffs. So a lot took place over the sports weekend. The Washington Commanders, they had a bye week, and Ron Rivera still has his job. So with that being said, I will continue to boycott this franchise I don't want to watch these games. I don't want to talk about this team until Ron Rivera is fired. Please fire him now. I get it, Josh Harris. You want, don't want this to become a circus, but look around the league. Every team that was worse than us for the most of the season now has a better record. So I guess you're holding on to Ron to get a better draft pick, but I want to win one game to have some kind of momentum. I'm tired of these 30-point losses with Ron Rivera then telling reporters, oh, we did a lot of good things when we lost by 30 points once again. But that does lead us to the question of the day here on AWOD Radio, 833-804-0910. Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? And do you want that person to be an offensive or a defensive specialist? 833-804-0910. Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? You can always tweet us your thoughts throughout the show at 910thefan and at AWOD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O as I broadcast live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. You can check me out here every Monday recapping all of the NFL coverage and getting you set for Monday Night Football. I'm here in Innsbruck, live and local from 12 to 3 p.m. with two, not one, but two Monday Night Football games tonight. But of course, we've got a lot to get to 
on the show today. I've got a lot of really good guests lined up, including making up our Don't Sleep on These Picks segment from last week with Matt Valdez at 1245, Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 1.30, and my my boy Marcus Mook Washington at 2.30 to talk some college hoops in the state of Virginia. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, and I'm back here on The Fan and back here at Capitol Ale House in Innsbruck, as you can check me out here every Monday from 12 to 3 p.m. talking all things college basketball, college football, the Heisman Trophy winner. We'll go around the NFL and get you set for Monday Night Football. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Or you can always tweet me throughout the show, at AWOD Radio. I appreciate all the tweets coming in from the photo of me from last week. Trevor says, oh no, I pray you feel better soon. Sam says, glad you're doing okay. Darrell Owens, our buddy, uh, D-Lo Legacy says, feel better, my friend. Johnny thinks I had too much booze. A Richmond fan says, this is what happens when you watch too much VCU basketball. Hope you feel better. You can always tweet me throughout the show at AWOD Radio or at 910TheFan. So coming up on the show today, we will go on the fast break with AWOD, talking all things NBA as LeBron James wins the first ever NBA Cup for the Los Angeles Lakers over the Indiana Pacers. I saw a few people joking on social media. They hadn't checked in on the tournament all season long, and they were like, why are the Pacers in the finals? Are the Pacers good again? Well, they have Tyrese Halliburton um, and a few other decent players, but uh, Halliburton really carried them to the finals of that in-season tournament. Marcus Mook Washington covers college hoops in Virginia, specifically Georgetown and George Mason. He will join us at 2.30 to talk a little college hoops, but bringing in Michael Phillips right now from MP on the mic for a little crosstalk. What's going on, MP? You okay? Hit you with a little news real quick? Yeah. Uh, Jalen Green, the JMU uh, defensive end, is the school's first FBS AP All-American. Oh, how about that, man? Terrific season for him. And I heard you uh, talking about the awards on, on your show. I, I love that breakdown, man. That's, a, that's some great local content right there. There you go. And, uh, yeah, only played nine games but had 15 and a half sacks. Uh, it's basically uh, what Montez Sweat is going to do now that he's been freed from Jack Del Rio's system. Uh, just uh, just another Sunday of watching, uh, watching former Redskins players do well. Yeah, you know, I haven't I heard you – Still talking about JMU now that they are in a bowl game. Is it not the same because they're not undefeated? You know, I, I think we're all waiting for this coach situation to settle in, right? They got a coach, but he's like not there. He's not coaching the bowl game, but the old coach isn't coaching the bowl game. I'm I'm kind of confused by the whole situation, right? Like th- this should be like a big moment for the school, right? And and I think the offensive line coach is coaching the team in the bowl game. I I'm not really sure how anybody feels about that. Like, you know, did, are the players good with that? It, it just feels like everything out of there is transfer portal, All-American, old coach, new coach, like just very uh, very little juice around that bowl game. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. 
I do not think it was a home run hire at head coach. Would you, you know, can you argue for why it was a good hire? Well, I like going young and a guy with head coaching experience, right? Like, I, you know, if you grab a name, are you doing this again in two years? Are you, are you trying to find a guy who will stay there for a little while? Although mm. you would argue VCU's worst hire of the last five from an on-court perspective was, was probably Mike Rhodes, the guy who you hired because he was going to stay there forever. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I think there's something to be said for getting the, the best and the greatest instead of getting stability. But uh, I think that with the transfer portal, one of the things that's going to be really tough is he doesn't have kids to bring. He's not bringing the right. Holy Cross team to come play JMU football. Like, that's ridiculous. Right. If you had gotten a big school assistant coach, maybe they bring some kids with him. So he's got his work cut out for him. I know. They decided to hire a coach that took a step up, and although he had a ton of success at Holy Cross, it's Holy Cross football. I think JMU was on the map enough to use this opportunity to get a retread or somebody that's taking a step down from the ACC, from you know maybe an assistant in the SEC or something. I thought that JMU put themselves on a national level with all this conversation about why they're undefeated and deserve to play in a bowl game, that they could have had a bigger name, but maybe you're right that they were saying, hey, we want a guy that's going to be here for the long run. Uh, I just, I I worry with this transfer portal, like you said, he doesn't have anybody to bring with him. I hear you, and I completely agree they should have hired Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to the bet that is sweeping the nation (laughs) right now, and I believe we have a sounder for it. We'll now begin the push-up section. Ready? Begin. You want to go? Is that it? You want me to go? Hell, I'd love to go. You want to go? Everything is about winning. Three, two, and showtime. Michael Phillips and I put our strengths to the test here with a radio bet between Michael Phillips and I on whether the commander's defense will be improved under head coach Ron Rivera, now the defensive coordinator and play caller on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, Michael, you have to feel like you're losing the bet right now, correct? Well, there's no question I'm losing the bet. But what I'm wondering is, and I don't want to make light of your near-death experience here, but how is that going to impact the push-up contest? I mean, you're, you're, you're really I, – I can't imagine you're in push-up form right now. Oh, no. If, if I lost the bet today, I would not be able to do more than probably 8 to 10 push-ups. I'm working my body back to strength. Uh, but we found out last week, your producer can't do it either, right? <laughs> so I was, I was explaining last week on the air. I said, hey, we made, we made this bet, 50 push-ups. I'm not out of shape. I thought, you know, let, let me see where I'm at, get, get a baseline. And I cranked off a good 30 before I started to fade, um, which I felt like, I felt good about that. I felt like I've got a strong base. I've got there's still four weeks left in the season. So even as they lose, that's going to give me time to train, time to be ready. I'm not going to gracefully get to 50. Nobody's nobody's suggesting that, but that's a good base to work from. And JC on the board is just, oh, you can only do 30. Wow, like I, who can't do 50 push-ups? I'm like, you could just do 50 push-ups right now. Of course, I could do 50 push-ups right now. Um, he then proceeds to go just jump down on the floor here at the fan studios and prove to me that it's so easy to do 50 push-ups. Well, let me tell you something, Awad. He didn't yeah. get to 50. How much did he get to? <laughs> he struggled his way to 40. Um, okay. <laughs> now, there were, he got to 30 like 
took a like he never left form, but he like took a break for like I don't know, maybe 30 seconds where he just kind of like hanging there, which I, I don't think was a good idea. I think that cost him momentum. Came back and cranked out 10 before conceding. There's no yeah. shot I can do 20, if I'm no, being honest no, right stop. now. No, no, I was going to say, you're being really quiet. I, I would put the over-under at about 30 for you, and I would take the under. Oh, I would take the under on that as well. Yeah. Iowa yeah. football and stub push-ups. Just, uh, you know, you, you'll never lose with the under. I know. Stub, you got to represent the Hokies, man. Get down, get up, and do the push-ups, man. Who knows, man? Maybe, maybe I'd surprise myself, but I would take the under on that one. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm going to try to work myself into, you know, game shape here uh, f by the end of this uh, NFL season. But we've got a few weeks here, Michael, if you want to try to convince the audience why you think you're going to turn it around and win this bet. Well, look, I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of my thought was the schedule's going to get easier down the stretch, and so it'll be easier to make some hay. And I specifically cited these next two games, the Rams and the Jets. So I'll just check on how they did yesterday. I'm assuming they both got their butts kicked. Uh, Oh, oops. Uh, that's not good. Uh, apparently, they're both good now, and they're both playing good football. And uh, Stubb even tried to talk me out of – he tried to explain to me that Zach Wilson was going to have a big game yesterday, and I was explaining to him he doesn't know anything about football. So I, I think <laughs> Stubb gets to host my show now. It's about, I'm just taking L's all over the place. Uh, Stubb's been talking a lot of smack to you, Michael, <laughs> behind the scenes here. Now that he's in the studio with you, he's kind of quiet. Stubb, why do you think the defense won't improve? Um, because the schedule is the one thing I've been talking about. And two, Ron isn't even taking over the defense. It's just some random intern that's running them. That's not a, that's not a defensive coordinator. Honestly, I might feel better at this point with the intern. I'm, I may be willing to press my luck with the intern at this juncture. Yeah, I know. And Ron's just going to keep telling the, the media, oh, we did a lot of good things right in the 30-point loss. We did a lot of things that we wanted to do. And at halftime, I told everyone we want to run the ball more, even though we're down by three scores. We're going to look it's at the tape. we got some stuff to clean up, Adam. Yeah. No, I, I think you should be worried. And uh, I, I just I don't know why Ron Rivera still has a job, right? Because he's not good at what he's doing. And I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm not going out on a limb when I say the fan base is losing complete interest in watching these games. And I get it. You know, uh, how much money are they really going to lose on TV ratings for the last five games of the season? But there are a few home games here, and it doesn't look good to see everybody chanting Dolphins and the entire uh, crowd is teal, right? I mean, doesn't it make you feel like we're still living in the Snyder era? Do you know what I'm going to enjoy? That number What's three that? draft pick. Like, that. Yeah. that's going to make me feel a lot better. If you promise me right now, i got to sit through this crap for four more games, but on the other side of it is the number three overall pick. Sign me up. My my only fear is they're going to catch fire and win a couple of these. I, I would love at this point to be picking number three in the draft because you know what? We don't have any December juice. Our December is fully <laughs> juiceless. It's all, it's all been squeezed out. There's nothing left. But if they're picking number three, I got four months of draft juice, baby. The Combine, the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl. I'm going to be watching the AFL, NFL, All-Pro Collegiate Bowl game. I am fired up for number three. Let's go.
The problem is, is that you already know they're going to win Week 18, the meaningless game against oh, the Dallas Cowboys. 100% chance. You lock that in, they're going to win that <laughs> game. They'll probably end up beating, you know, the 49ers or the Jets and, and surprising some people here. Uh, but let me ask you the question of the day here on AWOD Radio, 833-804-0910. The next head coach, do you want him to be offensive-minded or defensive-minded, Michael? I understand both arguments. How's that for a great hot take answer? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get that conceptually offense is the correct answer to pair a young, you know, dynamic play caller with Sam Howell. That's what the best, the best offenses right now, or the best teams right now have those great young offensive minds. But I also look at, you know, those great defensive coordinators that go and build identities and build teams that are good year in and year out and build something you're proud of. And I wouldn't mind that either. Like, it, it, they've been so bad for so long, it's almost like there are no bad choices here because anybody who can get you to respectability is going to feel so great. Like, teams that win nine games every year have the luxury of worrying about these questions. Teams that have four wins do not get to worry about these questions. You know who I don't want? Ben Johnson. I'm so tired of hearing the name Ben Johnson thrown around like he's supposed to be some household name that we've heard about for years. Instead, he's a one-hit wonder, and his team that was so great isn't even playing that great anymore. Give me a proven winner. Give me a guy like Dan Quinn, who's had success and now is... Everyone hates the word retread. I'd rather have a retread with some success, not a Ron Rivera 2.0. And so I do want a defensive coach, but part of that is because I want Coach Eric Biennemi to still be in Washington. JP uh, Finley and I were arguing with people on Twitter over the weekend. We both would like Mike Tomlin. Are you in on Mike Tomlin if you could get him? Absolutely. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's Good. just not happening. You no, know, no, no. I, I agree. I agree yeah. that there are fans out there that don't want Mike Tomlin, and I think they're insane. Yeah. No, well, there's a lot of insane Commanders fans. Uh, <laughs> Lurch always says on the Junkies, 85% of Americans are stupid, and I think even more percent of Commanders fans. So <laughs> phone lines are open if you want to chime in. Are you one of the 12% that's an intelligent Commanders fan? 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. ton of tweets coming in now at AWOD Radio. Majors tweets me, glad you're doing all right. Chuck, Chucky tweets me, what happened? Unfortunately, I have to work. If you missed it, I told the story on the opening segment. You can rewind on the Odyssey app or check out the podcast, Best of AWOD Radio. Uh, Eddie tweets me, hope you're doing all right. Uh, Big Squeeze tweets me, careful, he's a hero. I love that. And uh, my guy Lou uh, tweets us, Ain't no way Awad is in the hospital. I refuse to believe this. You are not a human being. You are made out of steel. Well, I am out and I am back here on the radio. If you want to chime in, it's 833-804-0910 as we go around the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on A1 Radio. All right, and since I was out for a while, Stubb is here to fill in on the ones and twos. And more than that, he's going to give you the list of the winners and losers of week 14 in the NFL. All right, our first winner. I said that the Jets were going to be the losers every week, but I got Zach Wilson as a winner this week. He didn't even want to play. 
Didn't want to play the game, but here he is putting up 30 points for the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and, and a big-time win for them because it was against the Houston Texans who were locked into one of those wild-card spots before the end of the week, and they... I mean, really great game from the Jets' defense. You know, that's been typical of the Jets this season. They play really good defense but don't score enough points. But then, yeah, in that second half, they were blanked at halftime. That score was 0-0 at half. Final score, 30-6, thanks to 300 yards passing from Zach Wilson and two touchdowns. I had Garrett Wilson in my fantasy team. He had a monster game, nine receptions for 108 yards as well. So big win for the Jets. Yeah, and what Zach Wilson is like five and six now as the quarterback because they're zero and two with Doyle right. or Boyle. I keep forgetting his name. No, he's done his job to keep them in the hunt and give Aaron Rodgers a reason to return. The problem is, is that the AFC is a little too good, and I just don't think it makes any sense for Rodgers to return. I've told everyone I believe if Rodgers returns, he will re-injure himself and. He even told reporters, did you see this on the Pat McAfee show last week? He said, so what's the big deal if I come back and re-injure myself? I'll be back by the end of ne- uh, by the start of next season. And I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, but you're you're not like 20 anymore. Yeah. I don't think you could put your body through that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a tough call. I, I think the Jets probably better off letting him heal for next year. Yeah. All right, first loser. And this pains me, Adam. This pains me to have him here in the loser. But I had to put Josh Dobbs. Why? He, they he won. They, yeah, they yeah, still won they the didn't, game. They didn't win with him on the field. <laughs> like, you know? Like, well, so I wasn't watching. At what point did he get benched? Was it at the end of the first quarter when it was 0-0? Second quarter when it was 0-0? Third quarter when it was 0-0? When did I, I believe it pulled? was early in the fourth quarter. Okay, early so in he, the fourth quarter. They, they let him play a lot of football. I mean, yeah. he had it was 2.7 yards per pass. Uh, yeah, like, it was bad. It was a few replays that I saw where he didn't throw an interception, but it was very close to being intercepted. He was also sacked five times for a loss of 47 yards. That's huge. And this was the lowest scoring game that I have seen in a long time in the NFL. Did the Vikings end up winning it with a field goal at the buzzer? Is that how Nick Mullins? Uh, I don't think it was field? a buzzer, but yeah. it was. It was. But near it was the a end. late field goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, just the, the two combined, <laughs> the two combined for just 99 yards passing because of how many sack yards Josh Dobbs uh, racked up. And so Nick Mullins will get the win and the Vikings are in a playoff spot right now, though. So Josh Dobbs loser, but Vikings winners. Yeah, I, I, I do fear Dobbs may never take another snap uh, <laughs> this, this season, if not for the rest of his career. But yeah, so be it. Next winner, <laughs> Browning with the Bengals. Two, two games in a row now, just looking really good for the Bengals. I thought they were out without Joe Burrow, but they're, they're playing strong. Yeah, no, you're right. Jake Browning, 275 yards, two touchdowns, um, a pretty good quarterback rating, 122.7. And, and they beat the Indianapolis Colts, who were playing some good football. I will say my boy Mo Ali Cox did get into the end zone with a two-yard reception. Gave a little Euro step to the crowd and threw the football to his teammates there. So always fun to see a former VCU Ram basketball player get into the end zone in the NFL. But good win for the Bengals, and the playoff picture is really heating up now. I mean, it is really interesting to see who's going to get that 5, that 6, or the 7 spot. 
Colts still in line to have that seven spot right now with a tiebreaker over the Texans. But there are so many teams that are seven and six right now in the AFC, and we have a bet between each other, Stubb. I hope you haven't forgotten about that. I have not. I have not. I'm all in on the Bills to get to the playoffs, and they got that big win. I, I think that was what they needed for momentum. They're going to get in, man. I'm feeling really good about Buffalo's chances. Hey, we'll see. And uh, speaking of that game, we have the most obvious loser of the week being Kadarius Toney, yeah. wide receiver for the Chiefs. That's the second Chiefs game to be thrown by a wide receiver doing something they shouldn't have with Scantling missing that catch. Two yep. games ago, uh, just... And I, I want to give a little bit of a loser to Mahomes for being a a, a bit of a bit of a Call whiner. Him a bitch. He was being yeah, a bitch. Like, um, I, look, here's the thing, and I, I've become a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, and I love the Chiefs because I think Andy Reid is awesome. The way he just eats cheeseburgers after wins. That's all he does to celebrate. But the thing is, is that Tony was way off sides. He was so far yeah, off sides was, that people are joking around that he was a 12th player for the Bills uh, in, in that play. And so I get it. It's a bad play call. But you know what? We've had that same issue in Washington with Terry McLaurin. You just cannot line up off sides. You cannot line up a full 12 inches after the ball, you know. And so, it, look, I hate that it came down to the refs, but also uh, we're not getting enough credit to Josh Allen, who had a great game uh, with a touchdown, 233 yards. He was also able to run for 32 yards, keeping plays alive on third downs. Also got into the end zone there. Uh, their version of the tush push with a QB sneak up the middle for about eight yards. And so I, I want to give credit to the Bills and Josh Allen they knew they needed this game. They wanted it more than the Chiefs. They played better than the Chiefs. Yes, Kansas City gave themselves a shot at the end of the game there to win it, uh, but Tony was off sides, and uh, I have no problem with the call at all. Uh, you know, Mahomes is on uh, is very upset. Do we have the audio of Mahomes unloading on the refs after the offsides call? Yes, I do. Let's Let me take pull a that up one second. Yep, let's take a listen to QB1 of the Kansas City Chiefs after a game in which he was – 25 of 43 for 271 yards, one touchdown, and one costly interception. You're obviously tough to swallow. I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows when we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, every week we're talking about something, and all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys. That's what we did. And it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough as well. Yeah. I mean, this audio just doesn't sound good for Patrick Mahomes. He's and just complaining. How about you talk about your quarterback rating of 27.3 or the fact that you had an interception, the fact that you didn't even th uh, complete uh, more than 52% of your passes, right? I mean, he just did not have a good game. And you know what? They also don't have a ground attack at all. Uh, Edward Solaris, Jarek McKinnon, the team combined for just 82 yards rushing while Buffalo went over 120 uh, for the game. Uh, actually, just below 120 at 118. So that was really the difference right there. Uh, and they don't have good receivers, you know. That's on Kansas City in the offseason. And you know what? I think it comes down to the little details. And you know who cares about the little details? Eric Bieniemy. 
who's not in Kansas City anymore. He's in Washington. And I think the little details that Eric Bieniemy forces the players to work on are the reason that the Kansas City Chiefs are 8-5 and five and not 10-3 and three at the top of the AFC. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a Monday, December 11th. I'm broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. You can join me here every Monday, recapping all of the NFL action and getting you set for Monday night football, live and local from 12 to 3 p.m. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. Take an extended Monday. Take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it. Trevor tweets us. You can always tweet us at AWOD Radio if it's a good tweet. We'll read it on air. He says, happy Monday. It was nice to wake up and see snow outside, and it was nice. The Commanders had a bye week because they didn't win or lose. And he says, the only game I want the Commanders to win is the last game versus Dallas. If we don't win the others, I'm fine with that. You can always chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, a radio legend in the nation's capital, it is Matt Valdez. What's going on, Valdez? Adam, happy Monday to you. Absolutely. Good to have you on the show. Let's get right to it. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Set five, 85, ready, hut, hut. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Awad will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't weekend. sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on Awad Radio. All right, Valdez, I do want to start here by just tooting my horn a little bit about my fan right. duel bet that is still active, and that is for my... Baltimore, or should I say your Baltimore Ravens, to win the Super Bowl. $10 pays out 195 Cash out option is just $21 right now. I mean, how how much BS is that? They're not believing in the Ravens. Uh, that's pretty messed up, considering that right now they have they control their own destiny and can be the number one seed, get a buy game. I think anytime Absolutely. you can host a playoff game, you got the best inside track of heading to the Super Bowl. Hey, speaking of don't sleep, are you sleeping on your health a little bit? What's going on? Yeah, I, I told the story the opening segment. I, I got the flu. I got it real bad. Valdez, I could not keep anything down. Um, it, it ruined my week so much so that I, I had to go to the emergency room and get an IV. Wow, that's crazy. Were you partying too hard, or was this no. legit uh, flu? This is your flu game, this was, I mean, yeah, <laughs> my flu game was, was last Monday trying to do the show, and then I went home and uh, I had the shivers for the entire week, Valdez. It was so bad. Now, now did you get a flu shot? I did not. I did not. All right, well, that explains a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. Is that something you did as a kid? Did you get the flu shot every single year, Valdez? Uh, I think my parents dragged me to the doctors to get my flu shot. I know one thing is that I've started getting it uh, as an adult, just because oh, you have. the flu is the, the flu is just one of the worst possible things that that you can get. And it's not just being sickly like that, but you just feel so unproductive laying in bed all day. 
Yeah, I know, I know. And believe me, I've had COVID, and that was bad, but this flu hit me way harder than that. Oh, my goodness. I was I was out for the count. Valdez, I, I, was, I was basically on my deathbed. I mean, it was that bad. It couldn't have been that bad. Now, did you get did you get the soup? That's the the only thing. The only good part about having the flu is just an excuse to have soup for every meal. I couldn't hold the soup down. That was the biggest problem, right? That's why now, I had it? to eventually go to the emergency room because any t- anything I ate or drank, uh, I immediately went to the bathroom ten minutes later. Both, was it was it coming out of both ends, or was it just puke? <laughs> It was coming out of every end. My nose, my mouth, my <laughs> eyes, and my butt. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of speaking of puke, did you watch that Raiders-Minnesota game at all during the uh, afternoon slate? Talk about I, I, taking football back. <laughs> I know, right? And my, my producer has been the biggest Josh Dobbs fan in the world, and so he shed a tear when Dobbs lost his job yesterday. Do you think Dobbs will ever get another he shot really, to be a quarterback again? I don't know. It was a it was a fun story. He went from astronaut to just straight up astronaut. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, who you got for Monday night football? Do you got any locks you want to hand out with two games tonight? I know. I really like the fact that you're getting two Monday night games. I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can do and and see if he can stay on this Jordan him to succeed because it's good, just good show. A quarterback can really benefit from learning on the sideline. You know, it doesn't have to always be so instantaneous. So I'm definitely right. rooting for love. I'm going to take them laying the six. I think that the veto love story kind of comes to a crashing halt. And also, I really like the Titans plus 14 against the Miami Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to win the game. But believe it or not, the Dolphins have a, have a hard stretch of games coming up to help decide a division. So maybe you get a look-ahead spot with the Dolphins. I believe they have the Bills on deck and then a huge, huge, huge game against the Ravens that's on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day to determine the number one seed. So maybe the Dolphins come out a little flat. I kind of like the Titans to cover that 14-point spread. I mean, that's a lot of points there for a Monday night primetime game. But I'm a little disappointed you're not sticking with the bit of being a Tommy DeVito's brother, Tony DeVito. Look, I think it's run its course. It's been a it's been a nice little run for the DeVito family. And you know what? I'm getting off the train when I can't pour marinara on Cakes' head anymore. <laughs> All right, let's get to our sports tilt of the week, Valdez. I'll go first here, and I just think Shohei Atani signing with the Dodgers is bad for baseball. He stays on the West Coast. He stays in L.A. Nobody's going to watch those games. I, I hate to say this, he needed to come to the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Orioles or some East Coast <laughs> team for people to care about him, and so now he's just going to make $700 and, and and nobody's going to watch. We would have watched him if he was on the Blue Jays. Now, I, think this is you just know, your East, I think this is just your East Coast bias playing out. It could be. It could be. But you are you going to stay up and watch the Dodgers now? I haven't watched the Dodgers. I won't watch the Dodgers unless they're playing the Orioles in the, in the World Series. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, hey, speaking of the Orioles, I am psyched that you got Craig Kimbrell, though. He is a silly closer. Um, he might be a little long in the tooth, but it, it makes me a little upset Felix Batista is going to be rest for the start of the season. If you remember, the mountain kind of went out with a UCL strain, UCL tear. He was out for the entire playoffs. He was out for like the last three weeks of the season. So my guess is picking up Kimbrel just means he's not happy for the season. What sucks? What sucks? Yeah. He's a great what reliever. Is- but do you know what? Do you know what tilts me? And I've been thinking about you a lot, Adam. Is okay. 
the, the NBA in-season tournament, and I'm not an in-season tournament hater, but I don't want, what I don't understand is why is it so cool to not try and win an in-season tournament? You know what I mean? Like, why is everyone hating on LeBron or hating on Hall, uh, Halliburton or any of these players that are actually trying to win the in-season tournament? If you're if VCU's playing in the Maui Invitational, don't you think VCU wants to win that in-season tournament? I don't yeah. understand it. Why is it cool to hate someone for wanting to win? No, it's, that's a great point. But what tilts me about the in-season tournament is they didn't do it right because the way it works in Europe with the FA Cup, and that's exactly where they got the idea, Adam Silver admitted we stole it from the Premier League, is that it gives you an opportunity to play some of your backups, your reserves, and your younger stars. I would have liked to see a whole team of backups on the Lakers win it, not LeBron James. You know, That's like playing Tom Brady in preseason and being happy that you went 4-0. I'm happy. I look. I'm happy that some of the the reserve role players on the team are going to make an extra five hundred thousand. But yes, like you said, LeBron doesn't need another half. But who knows? Maybe down the road things will change. Different iterations will, will happen. Uh, different players will play. But I thought it was a success. Look, the main goal of the in season tournament was making people care about basketball in December when football is going on. And I think they yeah. succeeded. And I just think it's a, a bunch of LeBron James haters that just don't like him to begin with and saying he just wanted to win this so he could claim he had a title on MJ. I don't think that at all. He's an elite athlete. He's a good, great player. Great players want to win no matter what game it is. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up late and see your picks go up in flames? It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWADRADIO. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. They support AWAD Radio. They support Bit Season. You guys had a great episode uh, last week that you were able to uh, have me on for a brief moment there calling in. But uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask you, do you have any college basketball winners that you wanted to give out because we are fully in the the thick of things here oh we definitely are, are um you know i'm just gonna uh, keep fading maryland uh i, I really? think they play tonight yeah i mean the, the team's not good i don't know what's going on i they cannot shoot and it's making me crazy because it seems like that's been a problem for the last five years with this team is that they can't shoot i know i did feel bad for little brawny I'm like a little, I'm a LeBron lover, I guess. I, I did feel bad for for Bronny Jr. last night with all the hype uh, about his uh, season starting against Long Beach State and having USC lose in overtime. That did make me a little bit sad, but that just goes to show college basketball. There's so much parity. Well, you're turning into always bet against Valdez because I know for a fact Maryland will win their next game because it's. At home against Alcorn State, who I just saw play VCU yesterday, they're the smallest team in America. They start a bunch of guys that are like six foot two. If Maryland doesn't win that game, you have to fire your coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll win, but they may not cover. I, you know, what? I just please, I'm begging, I'm begging you to shoot over forty percent from the field. Is that so hard to do? Is that so hard to do? Alcorn State, 1-8, but traveling to face off against Maryland tomorrow. Valdez, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Feel better. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM.